0: All right, and welcome back to Social Biology. I'm your co-host Jeremy.
1: I'm your co-host Morgan.
0: Morgan has a special question for us all.
1: <laughs> I do. So, what exactly do you do in your secret science research lab that you call work?
0: Oh, I've, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, haven't I? Haven't we already answered this? Have you asked Yeah, you
1: have. But but I wondered. So, from what I understand, you test. Samples for cancer, correct?
0: Not quite. We test people's okay. DNA so, for DNA. like okay. cancer genes potentially. So okay, right. yeah. So I can oh, go into details. Okay, one.
1: so so it's all genetic. It's not like somebody sends you a biopsy or a sample and you're testing to see whether or not it's cancerous. No, they. You're s- testing somebody's genetic makeup to determine the probability that somebody could get cancer.
0: Yes. Specific case. Okay. Yeah. See,
1: it's... that's why I asked. You called me stupid. Like I, I oh, didn't I told you before. <laughs> See, I thought it was something completely different. Because, because, because I know somebody that this week they. Like a couple of weeks ago, they were like, "I've got a little bump on my lip that oh, showed no. up out of nowhere." So they went to a dermatologist, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to cut that thing off." And he was like, <laughs> uh, "I want a second opinion." And so they pulled another doctor in immediately, and he was like, "Ooh, we got to cut that thing off."
0: Yeah, that's and always the they, solution. <laughs>
1: yeah, they they sent it to get uh, a screen. Mm-hmm. It, is that what it is? They screen it for cancer. Yeah, you can or see they that. Yeah. test it. See, that's what my question is. Like, how do all these different things work? And yeah, it came back positive. So he's got to go see a specialist to see, you know, what that actually entails. Maybe do they take a bigger screen of his face to see how deep it is? Or like, how does that how does that work?
0: Okay, yeah. So to address your first question. uh, So the reason why is I think I've several times I mentioned what I do for work on the show. So I was. Afraid of people yeah. are getting tired of it, but no, I can explain oh. it again. <laughs> uh, so what what happens at the, the genetics lab that I work in is people send in their blood samples. Uh, sometimes they send in like fibroblasts, like cheek cell samples. On occasion, they'll mm-hmm. send saliva samples uh, if they're too weak to give blood. Which at that point, you're you're on your way out. I'm sorry if <laughs> you can Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, you never know. It could just be they're just really squeamish of needles. But and the test is less. I wouldn't say it's less accurate. It's less likely to give DNA than blood samples. Uh huh. So harder
1: we, to use, maybe. Yeah, because
0: basically, yeah. yeah, it's just a bunch of stuff. But anyway, yeah. So we, uh, at the company I work for, we look for several genes. We don't look for all of them. We pretty much sequence their, I wouldn't say their entire genome, but a lot of it. Uh huh. Um, and we look for very specific ones, specifically breast cancer. Uh, okay. there's a, a gene sequence called the BRCA, BRCA gene sequence. Mm-hmm. And it, if you have a variation of it, you have a very high chance of having, developing breast cancer, especially oh, okay. if you're a woman.
1: Now, when we say very high chance, are we talking like if that gene shows up, it's what percentage likeliness that
0: you could develop that? Um, it's... Well, I mean, it depends. Is that too specific? Yeah, op- I think question. so, yeah. <laughs> I think, well, basically, it's not like you have a higher. Well, I'm trying to, exp- yeah, it's really hard to explain, explain. it in like I'm six.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Not <laughs> like it's, it's too
0: complicated for your teeny brain. It's just, it's not straight. So basically, the perc- it's really hard to determine that because we don't know how many people in the world have this gene and how many of them uh-huh. eventually get cancer. It's, you know, you'd have to take the DNA of pretty much everyone and, you know, sequence it. But what we right. do know is that people with this gene—it's uh, called a proto-oncogene. It means that it is a gene that is very ready to be mutated into cancer. <laughs> essentially, okay, it's not—it okay. doesn't mean you're going to get cancer, but if it, there is a mutation here, uh, it is very likely to develop cancer. As opposed okay. to the other variants, if they get a mutation there, they probably they most likely won't. So, if you do have this gene. There's like, I think a fairly good chance that you will at least start to develop breast cancer. And if you don't catch it early enough, it could be very serious.
1: Okay. That's um, interesting.
0: Yeah. But again, it's not like, oh, like there's a 60 or 80% or 5%. I don't know what the percentage is. It's probably uh-huh. lower than you might expect. But yeah, I could
1: see it being lower than I would think.
0: But there is like, it. I mean, if you look at cancer statistics, there's a very high chance that at some point in your life, especially if you live long enough, you will get a form of cancer. Uh huh. And if you have some of these genes, it's almost guaranteed it's going to be one of these cancers. So
1: that makes sense. Uh,
0: because you know that if, if you know if you're if you have weak points in your genetic makeup, those are the things that are most likely going to break first. Not always, but you know it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what you're talking about is if you have a lump on your body, uh, for if anyway, if this is health general health advice. If there's a weird lump in your body that wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know, like a few weeks or a year ago or whenever how long it takes to grow takes to grow. You should definitely get it checked out. Uh, especially, because it could be skin cancer, and skin cancer is bad. <laughs> Which I, I mean, okay, <laughs> it's a very simple way of saying it. But the reason why a lot of people are concerned about skin cancer is one, it's readily you can see it a lot of times, like it's a lump or it's a discoloration or a mole starts growing weird. If you're, uh-huh. if you have a freckle or a mole that suddenly starts changing, it could be a sign. It's cancers. Uh, but be, since cancer cells, or sorry, since skin cells, uh, they divide, they both divide really quickly. It has a, it grows very fast, and it has a very high chance of getting into your bloodstream and metastasizing, which means it starts spreading to other organs and other parts of your body. And once it does that, it pretty much becomes impossible to fully eradicate.
1: Oh, that's not good.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, if uh, if you catch cancer late enough, depending on what kind it is, it could be like, oh yeah, it was skin cancer, it was bone cancer, but now it's in your liver and your heart and your brain. Like it's it's really bad. So <laughs> you want to get it before that happens. Okay. And, and skin and cancers so, have a really high chance of, of doing that.
1: So having popped up a few weeks ago in it being caught, and should I be worried for this individual? Well, the
0: f- <laughs> I mean, I, since they caught it is fine, but since it, grew so quickly in a few weeks it could be like a very fast you know uh cancer
1: yeah and it could have been a few weeks it could have been a few months i'm not exactly sure i guess he really started to point it out a few weeks ago yeah but i had to push him to go i oh, was like sure. dude yeah you should go see somebody and they're like, no, it'll go away on its own. I was like, oh, no, right. it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Some things do.
0: This probably yeah. won't. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: uh, yeah. No. I mean, odds are he's going to be just fine. They caught it fairly early. Um, you know, first of all, yeah. you know, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I've had this had old Benny on my lip for two years now. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been
1: around long enough. You give it a name.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Has a
1: mind of its own.
0: There's definitely stories of people. I mean, and not even. You know, if you live in a very uh, a developing country, that's it's bad luck because, you know, you have a lump on your arm, you can't – the local doctor probably doesn't know what to do with it and you can't afford to go very far. But United States and other developing uh, – like first world countries, quote unquote, uh, and even in rural areas, you find people who have cancer or especially skin cancer and they, they've known about it for a long time or they knew about this thing. And they never went to the doctor, and now they're dying. And they Man. say, well, if you went to the doctor a year ago, you probably could have lived. But now it's it's, it's too late. you know. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. There's even stories about people who, uh, if they have like a weird lump, they'll just like cut it off themselves, like with a knife <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. And like technically that would help, but no, there's a very precise way of doing it. If you're not careful, if you don't remove or you don't do it in the right way, if you injure these cells they'll literally spread into your blood because you've opened up the gateway for them and now you've oh made my it gosh. way worse. So, oh, that's awful. So you don't want that's to be like, I can all. just $10,000 surgery. I can cut it out myself. Like, no, you got to, <laughs> not good.
1: Okay, uh, so you, yeah. say, you said that you, you look for these gene sequences <laughs> that that lead to, like, breast cancer. Is that just the focus, or is that, like, the most common that goes through
0: your lab? That's, like, the focus of it, but we also do other ones. There's other genes uh-huh. that don't have as strong a correlation to other cancers, but they're still more likely. Like, you um, could
1: still identify it. And, yeah,
0: you can still identify it. Again, we don't screen for all cancers. Uh, we don't yeah. have that technology yet. That'd be great if we could, uh, but we... We do that. There's also like, you know, there's certain people or certain ethnicities that are higher chance for, for cancer. Like, uh, I've never even heard, but there's a, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's not a race, an ethnicity, a people, the, the Ashkenazi okay. Jewish people, they're okay. very specific, I think Eastern European, they have a very high chance of having breast cancer. Oh really? Uh, pretty much. It if you if you realize you're Ashkenazi Jewish, that you pretty much like yeah, you'll get screened every year. And when we catch it, we'll let you know. Like it's the that's very... <laughs> because of their
1: gene pool.
0: Yeah, that's because for some reason they've developed uh, this yeah this specific huh. genes.
1: That's interesting. Uh, and and maybe this is a really dumb question, and it is totally dependent on <laughs> demographics. But it, is there like a noticeable like statement of this is the most common cancer? out there.
0: I would say no because for certain areas and certain places there are more it's likely ones than others.
1: widely varies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for example in like United States and Europe, uh colon cancer is way more common than in developing countries. Now, Oh. Is that because we catch colon cancer? <laughs> That's the hard part. Uh you know, if you're is just, it because
1: McDonald's? Is it because oh, of our oh, diet? Oh. And there's a lot. Of, Maybe there's we a, need to edit that. <laughs> gonna get sued. Oh no! But
0: uh, if um, it's a speculation, I don't think it's uh, it's not slander. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna, slander. I think so. Yeah. If you're like, oh, it's is a... it
1: speculation?
0: Maybe. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, but if you're like in a small village in South America, uh, are you gonna catch colon cancer? Uh, probably not. They just like, oh yeah, he just died because he got real sick, and we don't know why. We're like, damn. That- so, yeah, no. that's and the, damn it. And damn it. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> he just died. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's really hard to make those kind of bold statements because you think or you would assume that skin cancer is fairly common. But the only reason why it's very common for us is because the majority of Europe and the United States is, you know, of a fair complexion. And you are more sense. likely to get skin cancer there if you have that than not. Whereas in like in Africa, since or South America and in a lot of parts of Asia, they have, you know, a lot more melanin. And they're less likely but not immune to skin cancer. And so it's it's hard that way. And that's a big problem in health, actually, and even in science in general, but is a lot of the times we focus on studies here. And mm-hmm. while it's useful here, it's hard to kind of extrapolate that into everywhere you know
1: into all other demographics and places
0: yeah and, because you know even, the world
1: varies so
0: much exactly and the world varies and like genetics vary and environments vary and yeah the recent
1: so many different influences exactly
0: yeah. and even yeah. our lifestyle like the way we live now isn't the way we lived 100 years ago and that's not the way to live 200 exactly. years ago and so those things could factor in uh yeah things like that that makes so, sense See, that wasn't such a dumb question. No, it I wasn't. No I, did, idea. I, I had no it was idea. I never I had no idea what question. you did
1: at work. You were like, oh, they're going to be bored because I've talked about it 10 times. Well, <laughs> I've been talking to you for over a year and I don't know what you're doing. I
0: guess that's true. Yeah. So if you want to yeah. ask me what my specific job is in that role is that we, the samples get mailed to us and it gets delivered to us. Yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. And there is a whole department dedicated to processing the samples, as in, like, you get it, you get the name, you put our barcode on it, we label it in our system. Uh, but they don't actually touch the the, the blood or whatever. Right. The tissue They sample. just
1: prepare it. Process. They try not to. On yeah. occasion,
0: they get, like, a busted up vial of blood, and they're like, hey, oh. we taped it up. Uh, hopefully, you Good can luck. use this. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, or sometimes it has very little blood in it. We're like, hey, I don't know what this person's problem was, but they put like two drops in there and maybe we can uh-huh. figure this out. Uh, so my job primarily is um, extraction. It's separating or extracting the DNA out of cells from the samples they've given us. Uh, so in my lab, there's there's about per shift, I say there's usually about 10 of us in the lab. Uh-huh. And four or five of us are dedicated to extraction. And then another five of us are dedicated to... Another part of it. And in the, in the company itself, there are – or in the building we work in, I think there's around like seven or eight different labs. And so they all have a different step oh, in okay. So I honestly don't see the vast majority of the process. My, my job is just to get the, the samples, um, put them through these, this protocol to get the DNA out of there to kind of get the DNA out of the blood. And it becomes like this clear – it's suspended in this clear liquid so it doesn't even look like blood anymore. And then it goes on to the next steps.
1: And you work the night shift. I'm guessing there's day shifts. So yeah, the lab you runs probably got a few 7 Yeah, a few hundred people working there all the time then.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. There's a lot of people working there. On um,
1: staff, I guess. Not all the time, but on staff. It. Yeah,
0: on, on staff. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's a big deal. And and other parts of our lab, they do do PCR because we purify the DNA. And there's a certain amount, but we need a lot more of it, like we discussed before. And uh-huh. then they just use PCR to make billions of copies of it, and then we can easily identify different genes and stuff.
1: Now I'm going to ask another really dumb question, but it fascinated stop. me.
0: Yeah, prefacing your question is dumb. It, it, well, it, it fascinated I'll, I'll me you when know I went. If it's
1: dumb. Okay, it fascinated me when I went because I had never heard of this. But yeah. I went to my optometrist, and and you being a person who wears
0: glasses,
1: I am a, uh, bes-
0: a bespectacled one. <laughs> yes, a, a
1: bespectacled. One. Never heard that before. Mm. Um, have you um have you ever gone to the optometrist and they do that like eye scan thing? I guess it's fairly new. It's probably within the last like 4 years. I think they've yeah. done it twice to me, but it was the second time that they explained what it was mm-hmm. that they could actually see different medical issues that you could potentially have through your eyes. Yes. What okay, that like blew my mind and he explained it to me and I was like, "Dude, you you you're talking to me. Like, why why are you doing this?" So I guess, are you familiar with that
0: technology and how it works? I'm not, like, super familiar, but I am aware of if it is... Well, I am somewhat aware of how it works, so... And uh-huh. it's funny, because uh, a few days ago, one of my co-workers who used to work in, a, like, a diabetics kind of support clinic, they were just talking about they're using the eyes to determine how bad their diabetes actually was for this reason. Huh. Uh, so the blood vessels in your eyes, they are unique because... They are part of your brain. Uh, your, your eyes are a part of your brain. A lot of people are like, well, they're different. Like, No, they're literally attached to your brain. I would call them extensions of your brain. So you can literally see parts of your brain on your face, which is kind of interesting to think about. That's freaky. It is a little freaky. Um, and they have these tiny blood vessels. And they have to wrap around your eye in a way that it doesn't, you, you shouldn't be able to see your own blood vessels. Uh, Which if you think about like a sphere that has a little kind of nerve ending on the back of it, and then you have to kind of web it through liquid blood vessels, it's a a really interesting kind of structure. Uh And so because of that, there are unique properties in your eyes, mostly your blood vessels that can kind of, you can determine certain health conditions or just like hints that there might be health conditions because of that.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah, he, he explained it to me. That's probably close to what he said. And I was yeah. just like, dude, you're speaking Chinese right now, man. But yeah, that's, basically. That's really interesting that we can do that.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and just like I said, it's fairly recent. And I think it's, it's recent because uh, before we were like testing, but we weren't sure if, if it was accurate enough to say like, hey, if your eyes do look like this, you might have that. Or whatever. And I think re- the past 10 years, we've been saying, like, you know what? There is a high correlation between, uh, you know, whatever these blood vessels may look like. And this
1: visual. Yeah. This
0: visual versus what you... And also to train autometrists to find them. Because, unfortunately, like, you know, back in the early 2000s, mostly autometrists, they went to school, what, in the 80s, 70s? Oh, uh, yeah, not, that's true. I'm not disparaging their, their work or anything, but they haven't been trained to look for this. So it takes... You know, a whole generation to get things like this rolling out to to new practitioners.
1: That makes sense. Um, you think continuing education credits might fill in those gaps? But
0: I mean, yeah, but you can only do so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> optometrists, optometrists. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, I don't know the specifics, but I know that one of the signs of heart disease—not in your eyes, but it's—it it can be in your hands, and it's called clubbing okay uh, it's when your fingers they start getting like really kind of and this is like a long-term thing so it's not like this suddenly happens overnight but your fingers start getting like really thick and stubby and if you okay. see a lot of old people like if you ever shake an old man's hand i'm not always uh-huh. but sometimes they have like these weird big hands oh yeah they're girthy <laughs> like they're girthy yeah yeah and that's a sign of poor heart health <laughs> interesting uh, yeah, it's called clubbing. And basically, the end, sometimes it's more pronounced than others, especially with an x-ray, you can see it. But like the ends of their fingers, like even like, I don't know if it's the bone structure itself or just the tissue around it. It gets kind of bulbous at the tip of the finger and kind of skinnier at the, the base of it.
1: Oh, that's weird. That sounds like something I don't want to Google.
0: Uh, clubbing, <laughs> yeah. I it doesn't don't know. sound like Just, it doesn't look like, gross,
1: like your fingers that are enlarged at the tips. Oh so yeah, but it's know, not but like it's
0: it's usually not like grotesque. It's not it's, like apparent, it's barely noticeable uh-huh, okay. uh, in okay. most cases. In fact, okay. no- normally doctors can't tell unless they feel your hand or you take an X ray. <laughs> um, I'm pretty, but I'm pretty sure if you Google it, you'll find some like extreme examples oh, yeah. of like, oh yeah, this guy yeah. has a, he's a caveman, he's got a club for a hand. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> screw Google,
1: I'm not I'm gonna do Google. it.
0: Um, but yeah. So basically, oh yeah, picture No, the pictures aren't no, that bad. No, no, yeah, no, I'm
1: not gonna do it. <laughs> oh, the you toes. Can do that for two. me. Oh no.
0: <laughs> they look like frog hands sometimes. <laughs> if they get real bad. I'm sorry. Anyway, oh, anyways. Gosh. Uh-huh. anyways. <laughs> so, uh, uh, with your eyes, it could be like the sun. Uh, like some blood vessels, they may look like look gnarled because of the blood. If you have blood pressure issues. And again, this goes into a whole thing. Your lymphatic system, which is like your lymph nodes, it takes care. It's like the second half of your your cardiovascular system. But most people don't even seem to know or care about it. Because if you think about it, your heart pumps blood. And your arteries and your big veins are huge. I mean, they're like, you know, huge compared to other blood vessels. You can kind of stick your finger in there. And that's how big they are. Uh huh. But when it gets to like your extremities and to delivering oxygen to all parts of your body, the arteries have to go down they have to kind of basically taper off into these teeny tiny little tubes um, and some of your capillaries your white your red blood cells are literally single file you know going through these little tunnels feeding through uh-huh and so if you think about it where does all the extra liquid or pressure go when it's you know tapering off into this tiny little section you know uh-huh it means you're going from a bigger, a wider artery to a tiny little capillary at the tip of your finger and it has to go back into a vein and the vein has to expand and gain all that volume again. It, you know, So basically that's where your lymphatic system comes in. And okay. so if your heart's having trouble maintaining like constant blood pressure or maintaining flow, then your body kind of compensates for that by growing in weird ways or your lymph nodes get swollen because it's trying to handle this weird pressure. And then it can, you, that's the physical signs. You can see and look in someone's eyes like, yeah, their blood vessels, they look kind of weird. It could be a sign of heart problems.
1: Is that where, like, y- you can like retain liquids and stuff in your body and it grows funny?
0: Yeah, that's gout is when you have a problem with your lymphatic system in general.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: huh. Um, but I was talking to one of my coworkers. She used to work in a diabetic clinic. He was talking about how if you have severe diabetic problems and you're not taking your medication your insulin properly uh you get these little leaks in your capillaries like little blood leaks but you can't really see them like you can't just like look at them, like oh yeah you're bleeding unless Uh it's really bad unless they're you know on death's door they're just Uh hemorrhaging and so they they pretty much put a fluorescent fluid in their blood and then they look in their eyes because in one of these places they'll see their eyes will start kind of cloudy because there's a little kind of capillary leaks of blood uh-huh. Even though you can't see the red, you can see, like, the flow of blood coming out of there. And you're like, hey, you're not taking your insulin, old man. Like, or yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say old man, get old person. Get back to work. No, yeah. Get back to work. Go back to the oh. Amazon warehouse. Yeah. Get... <laughs> now, that's, that's slander. Stab <laughs> so There yeah. it is. Yeah, there it was. There uh-huh. it was um and so yeah no it's really fascinating because sometimes it doesn't seem intuitive like looking into someone's eyes to determine a heart or a diabetic condition but eh, yeah sometimes it works it happens that's pretty neat that's pretty cool yeah it's those things are really nice
1: felt um, pretty confident about my overall well-being after that little optometrist visit like although he was movement. older now i'm now i'm a little worried he <laughs> no, might have been trained in the 80s if he's
0: if he's calm enough to do it i'm pretty sure he knows what he's doing
1: okay yeah yeah
0: I he mean no optometrists smart. now they're probably they probably graduated what in maybe the nineties I be don't know so. he was probably
1: like sixty years old so yeah,
0: you, I mean how young do you think optometrists are? When they graduated so earlier were 30, so
1: probably yeah, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's okay. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I'll be okay. I'll find a no, younger there's... optometrist. I gonna I'm gonna have an age bias against my <laughs> optometrist
0: now. Oh, there's, Uh, I mean, and this is not like, but there's definitely a problem in the workforce where technology, especially computer technology is advancing very quickly, that you have someone that's 40. And even though they are able bodied and everything, they're not as up to date. And so it's harder for them to find work because they're not as used to technology as it used to be, you know?
1: Yeah, that's tricky. Uh,
0: like, imagine having someone who doesn't have a smartphone. That seems crazy to me. Uh, <laughs>
1: that That's insane to me. And, and, and hey, that's my grandpa. And
0: that's your grandfather. Yeah.
1: Actually, a couple of years ago, my grandma was in the hospital, and she, like, instructed him on how to call me on her cell phone. Oh my and he gosh. was like, you know, I'm not going to use the damn thing. And so, <laughs> like, the day she was in the hospital, I called, but I think she was asleep, and he didn't answer. He called me back, and he couldn't stop calling telling me how proud he was of oh himself figuring out how to call me back it was awesome it was that's, amazing no, it's, it's but, great but, but that, that's pretty it's pretty, weird. It's pretty <laughs> crazy to think that somebody <laughs> operates without a smartphone today like,
0: yeah or I mean i mean, yeah smartphone or even a computer I'd, in the
1: US I mean in it's the US. probably yeah uh,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of call out my supervisor she <laughs> doesn't have Wi-Fi at home what? no there's no internet at all at home <laughs> <It's> like a... <laughs> wait, why she just never did it i don't know like she loves the internet she uses okay. it on her phone
1: okay but she, she has like a, a cell plan she could like access information on her phone right
0: yeah like she'll she'll stream things on her phone she'll watch shows like she's very like you know it's fine but and she has a com- I don't know. She has. A, I don't think she has a computer at home. But I, we were just talking about it, and we're like, "Oh yeah, I just use my phone." I'm like, "Well, you know, just you can use your TV, a smart TV or whatever." She's like, oh, I don't have any internet at home. Just my, just my phone. <laughs> I thought that was kind of crazy. That's pretty nuts. Pretty wild. Uh, she's yeah. not a obviously since she has a phone. Like she says, that's enough internet for her. But what she does is she gets, uh, she hooks up her phone to her TV, and that's how she watches stuff.
1: Oh, like uh, what do you call that? Like mirroring,
0: like mirroring mirroring or AirPlay or whatever you want to call it, depending Uh on what thing. Yeah, Yeah. but the quality (laughs) drastically goes down. Oh yeah, yeah. it's bad. It's it's real bad. bad.
1: I've tried to put how to videos, like stream it to my TV while I'm like trying to lay trim or something. I'm like, man, that's like. 120p like that's yeah. horrible and the video says 1080 what the hell's I like, wrong
0: i can see every pixel like, it's,
1: so <laughs> yeah. big. it's like six gray pixels
0: you yeah. can't see so, anything but yeah people weird live these weirdish lives and sometimes I, I i found really old people who they're amazing with technology they're like a genius with it I'm like wow like you you're just good at it i guess you know who knows? yeah
1: yeah that's pretty so. funny
0: yeah. So even though I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, you should keep up with like the newest smartphones and the newest tablets, like just to be part of the new hip trend. Like you should do it because you don't want to fall into this chasm of, well, I stopped using these kind of things 10 years ago and now it's too late. And I like an been...
1: unupdated skill set or yeah, exactly.
0: familiarity. But uh, when something new sense. pops up. You should be wary of it, but also you should be open to the thought of, yeah, maybe I should get into that because maybe it'll be pertinent to my future. Who knows? Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of how it's been in construction. Like 15
1: years ago, you had these big, huge printout plans that were like, you know, hundreds of pages of just this big ass paper. And now Mm. everything's on a PDF file. And it, it like I kind of saw this big transition, you know working where I work, where everything went paperless. And that was kind of cool to see because – although, I don't know, every time I see old blueprints, it makes me kind of nostalgic. The blue ones are
0: cool, I think. Yeah, I the
1: blue ones that. are cool, but I don't no, know. No, it's pretty neat. I've
0: met people who they don't know how to open a PDF. I'm like, oh,
1: dude, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude. Oh, man, who was, it? who was it earlier this week? They, they were getting a loan, and they wanted, like, an explanation of benefits. So they asked me for a letter – and I was like, okay, I can oh, email letter. I can email it to you. And he's like, No, just you know, just put it in an envelope and I'll pick it up after work. You can leave it in the mailbox. It's like, Well, I can send you a PDF. Yeah, it's and, easy. And he said he was like, Is that something that I open on my computer? Is- ah! <laughs> I was like, Oh shit, dude. Let me print this I'm off sorry, for you. Sir.
0: Yeah. Let me let me chisel it out on this stone tablet for you. <laughs> a bank is lending you money for something?
1: Like, I don't know let me fax it maybe that's harsh (laughs) yeah maybe that's harsh but um but yeah that was kind of astounding to me but yeah
0: i do find it really funny uh that sometimes like yeah there's this weird mishmash where fax machines aren't even that old like i think you could you could still buy them of course right but even 10 maybe 15 years ago people were still kind of faxing things before smartphones because you know that's how it was and now there are still some places i remember at my local library they had a fax machine because in order to get a background check from the local police department you had to fax them the application yeah. you couldn't hand it in you couldn't mail it you couldn't email it, you had to fax it to mm-hmm. them do and you know so, why that is it's weird oh is this uh, I, I i assumed because, it was because, because i
1: think i know why
0: but i wondered if you knew why okay like, the reason why i assumed it was is that no one bothered to changed what the way they did things for like okay. 20 years. Okay. <laughs>
1: That's what I thought for a long time. I could be wrong on this, but there's a lot of stuff like when we when we send in applications for payment and we request things that are called lien waivers that basically waives our right to hold any portion of our work once it's been paid for.
0: Oh yeah, you remember telling me about yeah,
1: that. Yeah, some know. of this stuff you have to fax because it contains like hypersensitive information either banking info or personal info. And so I think faxing is some like anti-identity theft method. Yeah, like it's way more secure than email, um, and I maybe could see it's that. more secure than just handing the paper in. Like you just, I've I've never used a fax machine, but we have we have a website. We pay ten bucks a month and. You just It'll type in, it for you. yeah. You type in the phone number and you upload the scan. Maybe that defeats the purpose of the whole security of a fax, <laughs> but uh, maybe, <laughs> but, maybe. That, but that's what we use, and yeah, it's pretty rare that we send fax, but I, th- I think that's what it's for. But
0: I mean, I can, I can see it as a legitimate reason. That's true. I didn't think about that, but yeah, a lot of times when you hear about people getting hacked, it's ninety-nine point nine percent of the time is that they were they fell victim to some sort of scam or scheme where they entered in their they gave their password away to someone. Yeah. It is really difficult to like break the code of a place to yeah.
1: get data. Oh, ransomware uh, is pretty freaking scary right now, but it but, is, no, yeah, but no, but it's way careful. less likely or common than other exactly. Methods.
0: But yeah. like an email address being compromised or email account being compromised is actually like a very strong or it's a vulnerable position to be in. Oh yeah. And it's even a thing where a lot of companies are struggling because, like, let's say you work for McDonald's or some other big company. And oddly enough, they have, like, a Twitter account and a YouTube account and all these things. And for these accounts, it needs to be linked to an email address. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have an email address that... You have to decide how many people can access this email address, and if they get fired or they quit, do we change the password, and if we do, like, it's really weird. It seems like it's – it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's outdated, but it's very much not built for big corporations. Yeah, it does uh, feel kind is, of weird. It is kind of weird, and that's why yeah, sometimes you'll get them. someone – a business tweeting something like, oh, yeah, sorry, that was my – I thought this was my personal Twitter. I accidentally tweeted. Oops. You know,
1: you're fired. Yeah, my, my uh, mammogram yeah. results,
0: too. They you know, HP, all the people out there for whatever. You know. It happens. All, the,
1: all of a sudden, you get a Wendy's dick pic, and you're like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, well, damn, was,
0: Wendy. Yeah. Take me out to dinner
1: first. <laughs> not to Wendy's. They're slow as hell.
0: Yeah, not take to me Wendy's. somewhere else. But Although I do enjoy Wendy's. it is I,
1: nice. I do, too. But like in the last few years, they have gotten dreadfully slow.
0: Maybe it's just the one he's near you.
1: No, I don't know. I don't know. I
0: mean, Maybe when you say last few years, do you mean since the pandemic? <laughs> that no, makes sense. I, th- I
1: think it's since, like, Chick-fil-A started popping up everywhere, and you, you're in a line of, like, 30 cars, but you still get your food within two minutes.
0: Oh, no, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I, I've been to Chick-fil-A a few times. It is delicious, but it, it is, is good. always packed. I think it's a little pricey but it's you, very pricey you
1: fly through that line they're very oh, yeah. efficient efficient they're quick yeah but
0: yeah they definitely have like a taskmaster with a whip in the kitchen back yeah kind of like in and oh, out yeah i love in and out oh yeah uh what was anyways gonna say? yeah uh security <laughs> email addresses uh, what's your
1: favorite podcast oh i like the one where they talk about faxes
0: yeah, faxes and eye <laughs> veins yeah. and clubbing, but not the fucking thing. Hey, that's clubbing. all
1: that's all biology related.
0: Yeah, you know, it's people.
1: medical. Yeah. Medical yeah. People. Anyways. Uh
0: it's okay, yeah. So segueing into the topic at hand. <laughs> that is
1: uh, totally in line with what everything we've yes. talked about.
0: And like I say in almost every episode, and it verily it really is true, is like there, t- we did mention something before that kind of sort of touches onto the topic. Okay. Uh, we mentioned, or I, I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't bring much to the table, so. No, nah, yeah, you're know, you just. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <Okay. laughs> uh, I mentioned how like in, it's hard because re- when you do a study, uh, we there's a, a very strong bias towards you know, developed nations. United yeah. States, Japan, Australia, Europe, those places. Right. Uh, and so the topic I want to talk about is very simple. And it's chocolate. Oh, um, chocolate! Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> chocolate is probably my favorite thing to consume except cheese. It's okay. The, the,
1: those are two very different things. but
0: I mean, they technically have both dairy in them, so...
1: I guess that makes sense will. yeah
0: uh but chocolate for people who aren't aware is magic <laughs> <laughs>
1: i remember this being mentioned last time
0: yeah and that's why the i brought magic up this time components of it uh-huh so basically chocolate is a plant it's only found in central and south america although i'm not too sure it might have been exported to africa to grow there and maybe some parts of southeastern asia who knows okay uh, but it, it's native to here and I mean, I remember we I talked about cheese a while ago, like how the origins of cheese, you can kinda of tell how it could have accidentally been invented. Right. You know, like you get the cow stomach and it has these enzymes and of course they didn't know that, but it made cheese, whatever. Chocolate has like the opposite effect. They're like these weirdly specific and complex steps, and you're just wondering how did they even start to do that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wonder that with a lot of things, but but go on.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh well, I mean, not to disparage the the indigenous people who lived here, but the Europeans, when they came here, uh, the people here, they had already basically refined chocolate, kind of into how we see it now. They're not really a little bit. It's more uh-huh. like a drink. But they, they, they pretty much did 90% of the work, and the Europeans were like, oh, we can add these things to it and make it sweet and like a bar. But So, yeah, it's it's not like there was a huge undertaking to do this. It was kind uh-huh. of already figured out when the, the full credit the europeans Spanish uh-huh. came yeah <laughs> and stole it from them
1: hey i bet uh, they claim it
0: oh yeah they do them so, spaniards uh the if you ever see i don't know if you ever seen a cocoa tree but like the i cocoa, haven't
1: oh oh really am bro? i gonna <laughs> freak out if i google it no 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 okay. it's fine is that cow cow um,
0: tree it's like cow cow yeah i've always said cocoa i whatever. know It's cow cow, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Uh, It looks like it doesn't look too crazy, but the, 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 I want to say, I was going to say, the the, nut. The nuts that come off this thing are huge. (laughs) It it, it is
1: weird looking.
0: Yeah, they're really big. They kind of, they're kind of bulbous. They kind of look like elongated coconuts in a weird way. Like they can be greenish. They can be kind of brown. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you open them up. Oh, there's some of them kind of yellowish. There's green ones. Uh They're all sorts of different colors. Uh, And if you open them up, there are these, like, White, oily kind of fruits that are inside of there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It kind of it almost looks like butter that's almost melted. It's kind of shiny. Uh huh. And that's cocoa butter.
1: This kind of looks like garlic almost.
0: Yeah, it kind of looks like garlic. Like, 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 sh-
1: like shallots of garlic almost.
0: Yeah, like they're kind of almost translucent. Like they're kind of yeah. They're pretty yeah. And oh, that's what cool. You'd... <laughs> I was right. say you can just look at yeah, a I'm video of like how you all, and how turn pretty... cocoa into it. So you kind of warm it up. You melt all this cocoa butter. You don't want to throw it away because it's delicious. But then there's like these beans in there. And these beans are – they're literally like beans. Like they're, they're hard and they're dry and they're, they're not sweet. Like they're extremely bitter if uh-huh. you try to eat them. Basically like coffee beans. And so you have to like mash up the cocoa. Well, you have to roast them. Sorry. You have to roast the cocoa and then you have to kind of deshell them. And then you have to mush them into a powder – and then usually they add the cocoa butter back into it and you put like sugar and, you know, you do like this weird fermentation kind of process. And in the end, if, oh, sorry, if you didn't put sugar or any kind of cream in there, you get like this extremely bitter thing. Like and cocoa. is that
1: what a 100% cacao is? Cocoa. I'm going to say cocoa. I can't yeah, say Yeah, ca-cow. don't say cacao. Yeah. I think cocoa.
0: It's fine. It's technically cacao, cocoa, whatever. So yeah, basically when you get like baking cocoa uh-huh like the powder stuff that's basically unrefined just straight up roasted and then mushed up cocoa uh-huh beans. and if you ever were a little kid like me like oh this is chocolate Chocolate is delicious and you take a little taste of it it tastes horrendous yeah like it's, it's awful absurdly bitter. atrocious uh and so the 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 people who lived in these areas rather than you know they went through this whole process which again if you tried to nibble on this bean on its own i wouldn't find it tasty uh-huh. And so why they kept like experimenting and kept trying to make something good out of it is a miracle <laughs> to me because it doesn't yeah. make any damn sense. That's astounding. <laughs> yeah. They it's must have like, been really this- bored
1: and had nothing else to do.
0: That's probably exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, interesting kind of a side note. So I think that one of the theories is that uh, cocoa beans has, they have caffeine in them Uh huh. and chocolate or there's a lot of components in cocoa that are poisonous towards mammals. Like primates right. and I think humans are one of the very few mammals that can safely eat large quantities of cocoa. Uh-huh. Uh, like, you know, like you everyone knows or everyone should know, you don't give chocolate to a dog. Uh, technically the same is for cats. Cats can take it a little better, but cats aren't as attracted to sweet things, so they're a lot less likely to just eat chocolate. To eat, eat it. Chocolate. Yeah, dogs or are idiots. And they'll eat, they we yeah, eat anything. Yeah, dogs do They'll lick uh, engine coolant because yeah. it's sweet. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's idiots. It's true. Oh. It's literally true. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got to be careful with that. So most mammals can't, and so it could be that because insects couldn't really eat it because of the caffeine, and then most mammals like uh, I don't know if I don't know if there's a lot of apes or primates that are resistant to cocoa or whatever. Uh-huh. But maybe it was like, hey, nothing is eating this thing. Maybe we should eat this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it a go. Yeah, let's give it a go. Usually you know, that's like, a sign that someone would kill you. But let's try it. <laughs> let's go ahead. How are you, you know, filming, Bill? Had, they had thousands of years. So they probably, you know, one guy ate some. He's like, hey, this doesn't taste good, but I didn't die. And they're like, hey, more food, <laughs> right? Like, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Or another theory is that because of the cocoa butter, like butter is like fat. And fat is very... Uh, it's calorie-intensive, and so there's a huge incentive to use it. Right. And so maybe during this time, they're getting all this fat, and then they're throwing away the beans, and one day they they just realize, hey, let's we're throwing these beans away. Let's try to use these use beans something. for something. Yeah. We're, we're getting the, the butter out of them anyway. Like, let's might as well do something. Right. You know. Uh, so the indigenous people... They would get this this cocoa powder and they mix it with water or they mix it with I think well no they wouldn't have milk I don't think they domesticated they didn't have cattle so yeah just I guess it'd just be water Uh Um, and I'm not too sure if they put the cocoa butter in there again or they didn't and they kind of they kind of brewed it like a coffee like they kind of simmered it in heat for a long time Uh, and then they drink it and. In the, like the the indigenous culture, drinking cocoa was seen as a very like it's a wealthy thing to do. Like Sounds delicious. Yeah, it, I want to be It royalty. does, but again, remember they didn't really have sugar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's, it's this very again thing like black coffee, like very bitter drink. Yeah, um, and I it could be maybe because they didn't have coffee. Maybe because apparently coffee is super popular, even though it's very bitter. A lot of people drink before. Uh, we've been drinking coffee as humans for a long time, before we even had readily access uh, to sugar and cream. So people were drinking black coffee in the beginning. And if you ever yeah. taste a black coffee, it's like, Ooh, like it's. I've smelled
1: it's, it, and it's like ugh, wrecked the my taste nose. of
0: black coffee. Is 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 like if you're not used to it, it's like a it's like being hit by a truck. It's so intense. <laughs> it's like damn, uh, and and so but yeah, I guess apparently people like it because. It's super popular. Uh-huh. So it could have been that way. And there are there are a lot of health benefits to doing this, to drink, eating chocolate. Uh-huh. And so maybe once you gave it to some people, these people, again, it's hard to tell because this is thousands of years ago and they didn't have modern medicine. So it's hard to tell. But like, it's possible these people could have lived longer and therefore they're like, hey, this stuff, it's good for you. <laughs> it's you know, a secret <laughs> to life. Yeah. It's the secret to life and you know and happiness. And so let's keep drinking it. Uh, and so the modern chocolate we have today, especially like milk chocolate and white chocolate, it's not chocolate. It's just uh-huh. a lot of sugar. It has some chocolate, but not really. Even white chocolate is just It's just, cocoa. It's just you can't modern. even it's call it favorite. chocolate. I wouldn't even call it chocolate. It's literally like sweet butter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's delicious. Hey, I can you it.
1: pass me that sweet butter? I'm going to call it that from now
0: on. <laughs> sweet butter? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we did some studies on chocolate uh, in, for the past like sixty years, and it's because we realize that it like chocolate has this very, like a, I wouldn't maybe a, maybe addicting is the right word, but it's special. Yeah. Uh, like during World War II, all almost every soldier got an allotment of chocolate
1: uh-huh. because
0: it helped them be uh-huh. happy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh now and i'll say a lot of uh, during world war ii was kind of wild because we had developed a lot of interesting new things in chemistry especially drugs and they weren't seen as evil yet the war on drugs hadn't happened Uh uh-huh and so for example a lot of pilots were given like methamphetamines on a daily basis to keep them awake Uh uh-huh they would have like these little mentos like mints that they would pop in their mouth and they would get a really good buzz out of it that sounds (laughs) pretty
1: freaky to be piloting something on meth (laughs) (laughs) but when when you've been awake
0: for 72 hours exactly now again they weren't like it wasn't crystal meth no i
1: i know but still
0: uh a lot of german soldiers they were given very like a methamphetamine ration every day like yeah you know or some cocoa leaves or something you know something crazy it's like yeah here's your daily allotment of drugs go (laughs) go die go fight a war for us
1: yeah for the glory land (laughs) for the for, for the glory land. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say for the I think
0: you meant motherland. Motherland.
1: Yeah, not gloryland.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah gloryland sounds like like I think some sort of That's in a Wheel fantasy T- book. N- like a Wheel of
1: Time or something like the Gloryland. I don't know. I was
0: going to say some sort of porno, but that works no. too. You know? oh. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. it probably is. But probably Don't google Don't google, glory google land that. I was about
0: to. Um and so it's like, so we've known for a while, like chocolate is, it's special, right? Like there's right. something like, uh, there's something cool about it. It's an antidepressant. It and, people love it and we drop it from planes and yeah. it's candy for children, but it's also, you know. So we've done studies on it. And uh, basically we're trying to figure out, is this healthy? And it's hard because sugar is not healthy for you. <laughs> right. Uh, and so we went back to the way it was originally made, like basically brewing it kind of like coffee. Uh, Into like this kind of slurry. And we found that the people who regularly consume cocoa as part of these indigenous populations, they were, they had a lot better heart health. Like cardiovascularly, they were fantastic. Okay. Uh, They they live longer and they had a very low chance of dying from heart disease or having heart attacks or things like that. Versus local indigenous populations that didn't have access to cocoa. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and with these studies, it's always hard to to root out bias. But because we the bias wasn't as strong – because, again, we're not looking at European populations or they didn't have access to modern medicine. Um, because let's say you do the study in the United States. People who eat chocolate regularly are more likely to be wealthier and therefore have access to health care and therefore have access to healthier foods. And so they'll that live makes longer. sense. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not the chocolate. Yeah. Even if it's just because they're you – know, so, like
1: Some bias there, but –
0: yeah, you know, it's like the thing, you know, there's there's a lot of that. Like, well, if you eat caviar, you're more likely to live longer. Like, well, yeah, if you can afford caviar, <laughs> you can afford, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, to have decent healthcare. So
1: Yeah, that makes but sense. But we're
0: in these in these kind of remote places, those biases don't really exist. And so we're like, huh, it must we're wondering if it's to cocoa. And uh-huh. so we did a bunch of studies. Uh, and Pretty much, we did the same thing in Southeast Asia. Some places in Africa where they grow cocoa, they've exported it, and we see the similar trend. And so we can basically say, with a like a decent amount of confidence, uh, um, confidence, like, yeah, uh-huh. that cocoa is good for your health. Wow. Okay. And and not just a little bit,
1: like quite a bit. <laughs> so Hershey's can save my life.
0: Uh, well, no, that's the thing. Know. They they. they the studies focus on dark chocolate, uh-huh. specifically.
1: That makes sense. I always thought that people would just say, oh, dark chocolate's healthy. Eat dark chocolate to, like, de-incentivize you from eating chocolate at all. So Really? I, I don't oh, know. No. Like, I love like, dark chocolate. Oh, dark chocolate's good for you. You should eat it. Oh, it tastes like garbage. I just won't eat anything. <laughs> but
0: oh uh, okay I guess maybe i'm eating
1: the wrong kind of dark chocolate
0: yeah well it depends on like so the dark chocolate and this is weird like international cocoa standards and stuff so it can't be called dark chocolate unless it's at least 72 percent cocoa okay um
1: what is but. the other 38 or 28 go, i'm an accountant <laughs> i i know how to get to 100
0: you do number yeah right.
1: <laughs> i i good number uh what what is the other 28 percent then
0: it's basically like the the uh, the sugar, sugars and the, cream and stuff like cream, that. The cream, the fats, yeah, and the cocoa butter, okay. Stuff like that. So seventy two percent is
1: considered dark chocolate.
0: It's or darker or darker
1: more, or more. So is that your go to, or do you have your specific cow cow level?
0: It's I I prefer in the seventies, although I can tolerate like within the eighties. It is kind of strong in the eighty percent. Is
1: is it a pretty big jump between seventy two and eighty?
0: Oh, it is. You can definitely tell. Huh. 80s is getting like, well, it's getting into, it's little. It's still good, but it's a little too dark. 90%, you're like, this is almost baking chocolate. And 100%, you're just, you're dying. It's, it's so strong. <laughs> okay. But technically, eating 100% chocolate, 100% cocoa would be the healthiest option because it has the least amount of sugar um, and has the most amount of stuff. Okay. So basically, the compounds that are in cocoa that seem to have a lot of benefits, uh, there are compounds called flavanols, flavanols, which are in other foods too, but they're in high concentrations in cocoa. Uh, They're water-soluble and – oh, wait. I might get it wrong. They might be fat-soluble. Maybe that's why it needs the butter. Uh, And so when you eat it, it kind of readily absorbs into your system. Okay. And it has a, quite a few health benefits. One thing that it does, the uh, flavanols, they seem to do is they seem to relax your blood vessels and reduce the damage from high blood pressure. Huh,
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: and prolonged exposure makes this effect permanent, which is really nice. <laughs> so you don't have to keep eating it to get the benefit. Like it, yeah. keeps, it stays.
1: Uh, dark chocolate a day <clears throat> keeps the blood pressure down. That didn't work. Yep, just cut you did. that you're, out. Yeah. Yeah. Nursery rhyme. Yeah, don't worry.
0: I'm gonna put. I'm gonna like make your okay, voice 10% so, louder. So when you when, say, when, you
1: say that. when when you say uh, good thing, I'm editing this one. When you say yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, when you say you take one and it has like a prolonged effect. What what do you mean by that? Like how long are we talking?
0: Well, I mean, so the, the effects of chocolate, well, I haven't gone through them, but the effect of chocolate, uh-huh. they generally last like a few hours. Okay. Um, but let, let's, for example, if you take a, uh, an ibuprofen, it'll help you for, you know, like five, six, however many hours. Usually it peaks at three hours and it gets slower. Wanes like off. For six yeah. hours. And you have to either keep taking it, and sometimes in higher dosages, if you're taking it a lot because your body gets you know accustomed to it. Or you, as soon as the six hours are up, you just start feeling pain again, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and so a lot of these uh, flavanols and polyphenols, they have these long-term effects where even if you're, you know, you eat chocolate for like, a, let's say like a year, like every day. And then like two years later, even if you stop doing it, you can still see residual effects of benefits from having done that for such a long time. Okay. So it, it, it makes like actual semi-permanent uh factors in your body kind of like smoking like when you're smoking you're really fucking up your lungs it's not good for you uh-huh when you stop smoking after a year you still have a higher chance of like lung damage but it's lower than if you were still smoking and even after 10 to 15 years uh even though your chances are of lung cancer are almost the same as if you've never smoked they're not zero it huh. has a permanent effect on your lungs if you smoke uh-huh and so this is like the opposite. It's, it has a permanent effect, sort of a diminishing effect. You know, over time it goes away. So there is some it, truth
1: to those, yeah. <clears throat> those uh, advertisements that claims your, how your body reacts after 20 minutes from quitting smoking. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's definitely true. Really? Okay, because I'm like, freak, man. If you're a <laughs> smoker, just wait twenty minutes. Like, like no, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. But
0: well, after t- after twenty minutes, like your blood pressure returns to quote unquote normal. Uh-huh. But long term heart health returns to normal after like ten years. Yeah, so that
1: makes the- sense. Quote. That makes sense. But I always you know I like always wondered th- how accurate those statements were,
0: but. I mean, it's different per person. Yeah. But for the most part, they're accurate. Okay. It was kind of thing. Uh, I mean, the same thing with like going out in the sun. Like, if you're in the sun for a long time, you could be in your 20s and 30s, and you went out sunbathing every day, and you don't get cancer. But when you're 60, you get skin cancer. Uh-huh. And you Maybe wouldn't have gotten it if you protected your well, skin. Well, this
1: ginger ain't like doing that. no sunbathing. Let me just tell you no. now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Those <laughs> freckles don't do much. <laughs> <laughs> no, they multiply. Yeah, they just pop up. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so basically there are a group of, they're called polyphenols in chocolate and phil- flavanols are a part of this group, Okay. but we've done a lot of studies. And again, a lot of foods have these, but chocolate seems to have an unusually high amount of them. Uh, they do a lot of different health benefits to you, uh, mostly to your heart, but also to like your digestive system. Uh, they seem to kind of reduce inflammation, which, For the longest time, for, like, the past five years, maybe more, there's been this huge thing I've noticed, like, in health circles, like, reducing inflammation, which never made sense to me because, like, I'm not inflamed all the time. Uh Uh-huh. You know, like, (laughs) I'm not swollen. Right. doesn't seem like Uh, a common issue for you. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I guess if you have, like, arthritis or if you, you know, have IBS, whatever, that kind of makes sense. But basically, when they say reduces inflammation, it kind of they're kind of implying that it reduces like negative uh immune system responses to certain things okay uh so it makes your yeah you know, it kind of regulates uh inflammation to because inflammation is linked with like higher chances of cancer uh-huh. higher chances of diabetes like chronic inflammation right like if you break your ankle and you're swollen you're not going to get well, you could. You're not probably not going to get diabetes from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're, like, your intestines are inflamed 20% of your day, then yeah, that could cause That problems. makes
1: sense. Yeah.
0: Uh, and so it reduces that kind of thing. And again, it's reduced uh, inflaming inflammation in your arteries and your veins is linked to high blood pressure and strokes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So um, when we were doing these studies, we were like, hey, chocolate is really good. Maybe we should eat more chocolate. And... It's hard because, like you said, you're like, yeah, let me eat more Hershey's. Yeah. <laughs> and Hershey's, I love the first dark chocolate I ever ate was Hershey's Special Dark. Have you ever had that before?
1: Uh no, it's pretty uncommon that I eat dark chocolate,
0: but. uh so they come, you know, they, like if you go to like trick or treating, they have like these tiny little squares of Hershey's. They have yeah. like Mister. I think the, I've the seen them before. And, yeah. Yeah. The special dark is. Fifty-two or fifty-three percent cocoa, and so it's not dark, dark chocolate. Uh-huh. But Hershey's normally has like twenty to thirty percent, so it's twice as much as the <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, it's one. normal, uh, but it's still like not. It's not recommended you eat a lot of that because it still yeah, has a lot of sugar. You cannot consider and so, it dark, but no, you can't. So if your doctor just says, "Hey, you should eat more chocolate," uh, and they say, "Hey, dark chocolate," and knowing the average. Human being on the planet, they're gonna maybe eat dark chocolate, and they maybe won't like it, maybe they will, and they're like, eh, "I'm not gonna go for it." Like, well, doctors eat more chocolate. Let me just get a Hershey's bar, and they'll start <laughs> eating more candy, uh-huh. or, or they'll they'll eat like a Snickers bar. Like, this has chocolate. Doctors like, no, orders, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, I think that's the main reason why, uh, for the longest time, we're like, "Hey, it doesn't like." It, it just, just stay away from. Just candy. don't. <laughs> just stop. avoiding sugar is more important than eating chocolate. Yeah, you know?
1: that makes sense.
0: Uh, so, but yeah, if you do, people who do eat regularly eat dark chocolate, they seem to have this kind of protection against. Again, you're not immune. You can be obese and eat a pound of dark chocolate a day, <laughs> which I don't recommend, are and fixed. you'll just die. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'll just die immediately from that.
1: That makes sense. Uh,
0: besides those like cardiovascular and intestinal and things, chocolate has a big effect on your brain. Okay. Uh, it does. Now, again, we're not completely sure why this is. It could be some of the – most likely it is the components in chocolate. For the longest time, we just thought like, hey, eating something sweet and buttery made makes you your brain feel happy. happier.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, <laughs> the same effect doesn't apply to other sweet and buttery foods. Okay. And so like, like eating a tub of frosting doesn't induce this effect. <laughs> <laughs> that just so makes you question
1: how you got to this point in your life exactly but, uh, yeah. you're like well, I'm... <laughs> uh
0: so eating chocolate it it kind of really immediately like you said within like the first you know 10 20 minutes of eating it releases these endorphins and endorphins make you feel good uh-huh they're kind of like a natural high <laughs> now you're not gonna be you know stumbling around the street yeah. high on chocolate <laughs> you're not gonna be seeing colors <laughs> no but it does increase like your, you know, overall a general sense of well being. You, know, you feel maybe a little bit better, depending on your brain. Everyone's different, of Like course. a little anti depressor, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, it has caffeine, so kind of it, not a lot of caffeine, but you know, it kind of raises your blood yeah, heart rate a little bit, so you might feel like a little more energetic, a little happier. Uh huh. But there are long term effects of this as well. If you regularly consume dark chocolate. You are, according to like this study that was done in New York and a few other studies done in Europe, you're like 10 to 15 percent less likely to get anxiety and depression. Oh, really? Which is pretty, pretty high.
1: Yeah, that is pretty high. That's significant.
0: (laughs) That's pretty significant. Now there are other factors. Like it could be that if you're regularly eating chocolate, you're not worrying about food security because you can afford to eat Uh a luxury item. But again, the studies try to, you know, take these biases into consideration. And so it probably is bigger than just you're eating healthier because or you're happier because you have more money. Uh-huh, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that makes that makes sense. Money does yeah, bring so happiness.
0: It, <clears throat> it does bring happiness up to a certain point. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Statistically.
1: Once you hit your first billion, <laughs> it's like, ah, eh, what's one more?
0: I, I think literally in the United, I think United States, literally it's after like, Two point five million it plateaus. Oh really? Yeah. So it's it's the ceiling that's, is hot. That's where your
1: happiness peaks.
0: Yeah, because well, at that's that point, my goal,
1: baby. <laughs> two point <laughs> five million Let's a go year. for it. Oh two point five million a year?
0: Yeah, yeah. Dang. I thought you meant like net worth. Maybe I'm miss maybe I'm misremembering you because that seems really high, but I-, I remember the study was I'd be based pretty on, freaking oh, happy with two point five million a year. I'd also yeah, be pretty happy be pretty with pretty two point five. <laughs> In worth. general, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, maybe maybe I'm getting two studies mixed up on that. Again, I didn't really. I I probably looked at this thing the five years. ago. Bastion of all been, knowledge messed up. I mean, uh, it happens uh, on occasion. Yeah. Uh, if if a wrong clock is right two times a day, a correct clock can be wrong occasionally.
1: Uh, that kind of hurt my brain, question. but. Um, <laughs> okay, so to get all these beneficial effects, are we talking about? We just yes. got to eat one little tiny square. Is there a proper measurement of what you should take in?
0: There is a proper measurement. Uh-huh. So basically, the the amount of like cocoa is roughly like fifty milligrams a day. Okay. Which equates to like if you have a seventy ish percent dark chocolate bar, it's like three squares. Okay, like around that amount of
1: cocoa. Reasonable um, amount.
0: A reasonable amount. But if you want to get the same amount of cocoa from a Hershey's bar, you have to eat, like, three Hershey's bars. And, of course, there's a the oh, sugar. That's even better. So. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that makes I sense. I wouldn't do that.
1: Okay. But. So about three squares. Um,
0: yeah. It, it gets better if you drink, like, hot cocoa. Especially if you make your – I make my own hot cocoa. Uh-huh. So it doesn't have all that sugar. Uh, because hot cocoa is basically vanilla and cocoa powder and a sweetener. Uh-huh. And so you're getting a lot more of the direct benefits. Um, oh, Side note: uh, Make sure it's not Dutch processed cocoa. Okay. I mentioned this last time. I was going to say that sounds super
1: familiar. Did we just talk about Dutch processing?
0: I yeah, I did talk about. well, Not the pro. I talked about when I mentioned the last episode about chocolate. I briefly mentioned just so you know. It's make sure it's not Dutch processed. Right. That's probably why. Okay. Which is unfortunate because Dutch cocoa is so damn good. Uh It's so delicious. Uh, but the process removes a bunch of those flavanols and phenols, and probably so the, the beneficial stuff. stuff you get. I mean, there's probably some that's still but there, but it tastes
1: better. If it does
0: taste okay. better, people seem to enjoy the flavor more of Dutch processed cocoa.
1: And right? why is that? It's not more
0: added sugar, cream. It's something <laughs> no, you that can they buy it like it. in its powdered form. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like Hershey's Special Dark is Dutch processed, so. Uh, basically, they, they get the cocoa powder and they run a very basic solution to it, uh, like opposite of acidic. Mm-hmm. And so it, it probably oh, changes. I think you or...
1: said the same thing last time.
0: Where I you did. you go. Basic
1: <laughs> opposite of acidic. Because, because you're basic now has a different but <laughs> meaning to it. <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean when you say that. But for no, our yeah, lovely
0: good. listeners, that's you right. have explained
1: <laughs> it to them. But anyways. That's
0: right. And so, yeah, like the it's – or alkaline is another way of saying yeah, it, alkaline work. solution. And so, for some reason, the treatment of it, I don't know what it does specifically, but it makes it taste way better when you mix it with sugar and, and butter and cream. Huh. But it also uh, makes it not as good. For Less you. beneficial. Okay. <laughs> Still beneficial, but not as cool. much. So, avoid the Dutch process. Now I know what to look but for. But again, I mean, not avoid it. If you're going to eat a, a – you're going to have dessert. You might as well have some delicious Dutch chocolate on it, but also don't think it's going to be – the best for you. <laughs> yeah. Also get your dark don't, overdo it. <laughs> don't, don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. It's good. It's everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. Um. And so yeah, there. I think it's really fascinating because for the longest time, again, like candy was seen as like, well, candy's not healthy for you. Uh, but there were other foods that were pushed as like, this is amazing for you. You should eat all of it. Okay. And one of those things is spinach. Spinach is like the one of the ultimate health foods. And I personally love spinach. Okay. It tastes great to me. Spinach salad is amazing. Collard greens, but again, all the butter, delicious. I thought you were going
1: to say that was one of the big lies. I, you threw me well, for a loop there. I thought, yeah. No, no, no. It, I love it spinach. It is tasty.
0: It is, And it's not bad for you. Yeah. But it's not like... It, the health benefits of spinach can be obtained very easily by eating other things. Oh, okay. That are similar. So, for example, there's the whole Popeye the Sailor Man cartoon. He eats a pan of spinach. Uh-huh. He feels like a million bucks and he basically kills everyone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by punching at the death. Uh-huh. He has these, like, these forearms that are ridiculously cartoonish. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why they decided. No, he doesn't need big biceps. He needs big gorilla forearms. Yeah, like, he needs know? tumors
1: on his forearms.
0: <laughs> There is a meme about how uh, you can look at him like, yeah, I don't know what's going on in his body, but he needs to get himself checked yeah. out because that ain't normal. <laughs> that makes sense. He's got like, oh, I'm missing an eye. He always smokes and he has these giant tumors. <laughs> in and his spinach
1: forearms. is good for you. Like, yeah, what, yeah. that's that's pretty uh, funny. So during, the, that's kind of a contradicting image they're selling there on Popeye yeah. and spinach plus the pipe, but the pipe. Yeah.
0: Again, this is like World War II. Yeah. Popeye was kind of basically a World War II propaganda cartoon that got super popular. Oh,
1: that makes him way cooler.
0: It does make him cooler. <laughs> Again, he's like super Navy, right? He has like the yeah, anchor. That's he's, true. Like he all, does. he's in a sailor yeah. outfit. Um, and so at the time, there was a lot of rationing going on for World War II. And so in order to maintain people's health, like, hey, you should eat more spinach because spinach has a lot of iron. Uh-huh. Let's Let's go for it. And part of that is because the uh, there was a study that came out about how much iron was in spinach, and they forgot to place a decimal place in the right position. Oh, really? So it had 10 times less iron than they think it did. Yeah, that
1: doesn't <laughs> sound drastic or anything.
0: So the U.S. government, for to their credit, they got this data and they're like, hey, we're listening to these researchers, so let's uh, give more iron. But in reality, spinach has very little iron Uh you have it has almost as much iron as watermelon oh as compared wow okay (laughs) and watermelon is mostly water (laughs) that's crazy and sugar now of course there's still a lot of health. there's like vitamins and minerals in spinach spinach is good for you it it's fine but chocolate has like four times the amount of iron that that spinach has
1: imagine (laughs) fooling the world because you misplace
0: a decimal It's happened quite a few times. Oh, really? (laughs) You'd be surprised. Yeah, 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 it's kind of sad. Well, the sad thing is, like, so this study was done probably like in either the 40s or the 30s. I don't know when it was done. But no one double checked it until like the 70s. Really? 40 years later. Yeah, but it's really easy because all you gotta do is get spinach. You gotta like crush it up. You gotta kind of dissolve it into water or an acidic solution. And then you just filter out the iron, which seems kind of hard, but it's actually extremely easy. Uh And then weigh the iron. And so it takes, like, a day. <laughs> you know, it takes, like, Nobody less than a few hours to do it. Oh. Uh, and so and the 70s, are like, hey, actually, yeah, we we're pretty sure that they misplaced decimal because we got a similar number, but it's 10 times less. That's, so, that's pretty funny. Oh, well. Um, chocolate has a lot of fiber. Fiber is really good for mm-hmm. you. Um, cocoa has a lot of good fiber. Um, and so, yeah. I would say that cocoa is one of the things that has these magical power it makes you your makes your brain feel good it makes your heart feel good you live longer like not even like a little bit longer like quite a bit longer if you're careful about other things that's the thing if you eat a lot of dark chocolate but you also like just consume a lot of red meat and butter you the benefits aren't gonna do too much it's to not keep that you drastically <laughs> different uh-huh. yeah basically if they're saying that if you in all of these any kind of health advice, they say like, oh, eating more fiber increases this. Eating more this, like you see it on Cheerios, like eating Cheerios reduces heart you know, yeah. disease. They're assuming that if you lived your life and you'd nothing change except this one thing, then it would be a benefit. to uh-huh. you. But if you suddenly stopped exercising or you suddenly started eating, you know, worse foods, you wouldn't become immune yeah. to those effects. Just but because you also eating Cheerios continue eating morning. Cheerios.
1: What is that? That's that's an yeah. old Simpsons joke where. It's like giving a fat person a Diet Coke and then it clips to somebody saying, I can eat anything now. And he's drinking a Diet Coke. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And that's actually a big problem in, in food psychology. Uh-huh. That is a, an effect. People who drink Diet Coke tend to gain more weight, but not because of the Diet Coke, but because they compensate for it by eating other <laughs> that's things. That's pretty crazy. Or the the funny thing is, that a lot of people they'll add vegetables to their diet, but they won't remove something, and so they're actually eating more calories. <laughs> it's <laughs> making it worse. Especially if you like put corn or potatoes, which yeah, they're vegetables, but they're like bread. Yeah, like they're they're just straight
1: carbs, up carbs, you know. starch. Yeah, and starch. Yeah.
0: So if you suddenly start eating a potato in addition to whatever you're eating, you're gonna gain weight. Like it's not good. That for makes you, sense. So. So, yeah, it's basically replacing. So, yeah, if you read those labels carefully, like eating peanuts is good for your heart. And it says, assuming that you replace a fatty, s- another, you know, worse. Got a little with asterisk peanuts. on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, if you eat peanuts in addition to your bad diet, it, it probably won't help you live too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's not the cure. Yeah. So, yeah, be aware. It's
1: crazy to think think that way. I don't know. That's weird.
0: Yeah, and I think it's because like uh, and it's a big problem because you I see people all the time and they they want to eat organic food or they want to eat antioxidants or whatever, but they're still eating shitty things. I'm like, "Hey, man, you, uh-huh. it's, <laughs> you uh and then they think they're being healthy and so they're not actually doing other things to make them healthier." So, it could be a problem.
1: It's like so. lying to themselves.
0: Yeah, and that's why I feel like in in like in the health world, diet is a very I would say controversial. but There's a lot of you know
1: there's a lot of meanings to it there's a lot of different ways to define it
0: there's a lot of different ways to define it and there's contradictory evidence out there there's people like oh no you shouldn't eat this or yeah you should eat that yeah and it basically rolls down to it depends on your diet and also depends on your genetics we're not quite at a point yet where we can genetically de- identify specific foods you should or should not eat um actually we're getting kind of close oh really there was a there's a there's a company that you can send them a sample, kind of like Ancestry.com or 23andMe, and they'll give you like, oh, your body processes carbs a lot better, or it processes sugars in a bad way, or whatever. And how accurate it is? I don't know. Really? I assume they're decent. Yeah, I gotta. I'll, I'll send you. Or I can find the link. To it, it could but. just be them <laughs>
1: talking out their asses, but it.
0: No, it really can. Uh, be. That's um, a little I'd, scary. Uh, I think that like DNA testing for health is more regulated than like the supplement industry so i think there's a little bit more truth. okay to it. uh but I, I i don't know i could look into the companies and why they do it uh, so who knows but yeah there's a place called gene palette
1: gene palette
0: uh, I'm gonna, yeah i'm gonna learn more because i want to see like you said i want to know I don't know why they think they the things they think they think. <laughs> <laughs> they think they think they think things. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: I'm not even gonna attempt to say that. To... It's too late for me to <laughs> even try to say yeah. that.
0: Yeah, science based. All right. Anyway, I'm probably, I'm, gonna just, um, unquote, I'm gonna do this quote unquote science but... based. Yeah, I mean, you never yeah. know. It could be that it's really and again, we're learning more about genetics every day. But yeah, one day we I can. Get that. Have a baby that's born, and like, okay, they're going to be allergic to these things. You shouldn't feed this thing a cauliflower because he'll die. And you know, he'll make sure he gets vitamin B because he has a propensity to not absorb it as much. Wow, that could be that could be, yeah, that'd could be, be great a pretty do cool reality for sure. I mean, it's not too far away. I feel like we're getting sort of close to that. We'll see. Personalized medicine, I can do a whole topic on that. That's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? Personalized no. medicine? Uh, uh-uh. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. There we go. Next, next time. Next time. There <laughs> we go. Social biology. Next time. <laughs> Good enough, cliffhanger. Yeah, it'll be yeah. Fine.
0: <laughs> It'll tantalize them until next week.
1: Yes. I have been tantalized.
0: <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs>